surface but I'm deeply invested in exploring these aspects of my personality and exploring the aspects of the way in which or ways in which I have interpersonal interactions and when I think about that one of the things that comes to mind is conflict or sometimes lack thereof and one of the aspects of conflict that I find myself in or come up for me I'm learning that they, the source or the nature of the conflict that I have with another individual or with another idea or, or concept is tied to my own ego. don't mean to to put it in a place to say that I'm egotistical Um, certainly that's for someone else to decide or, or place that particular label on me I wouldn't place it on myself um But it reminded me that I needed to both re-examine what the definition of ego or a definition of ego that would be helpful for me in thinking about the challenges I might have in interpersonal conflict and communication and how my ego might and how my ego does play a role for me in hindsight when I think about a prolonged miscommunication or prolonged conflict and and again 
also thinking about the emotions around the the interaction and how my ego plays into that. So I did what um, many people might do, and I went over to Google and you know typed in ego, and uh, I think the first thing that came up was a lawnmower or something like that. Um, so I, I realized I needed to include ego definition in my search. So on vocabulary.com, a definition popped up that I think for the purpose of this conversation most resonates with me. And ego. This is the definition that they offer. Your ego is your conscious mind, the part of your identity that you consider your quote-unquote self. If you say someone has a quote, big ego, end quote, then you are saying he is too full of himself. And then it goes on to say, poor ego, it gets such a bad rap. Being so often confused with megalomania and vanity and all kinds of other nasty things. But strictly speaking, it is only a psychological term popularized by Freud, meaning the conscious as opposed to the unconscious mind or the awareness of one's own identity and existence. Nothing wrong with that, is there? And so as I was thinking about this particular definition, the part of your identity that you consider yourself, and I think about the verbal conflicts that I've had or the miscommunication that I've had, And for me, thinking back in retrospect, I am reminded that my ego holds on to aspects of communication within a conflict. Like there's certain words or certain things that I hold on to and in conflict. Um, Sometimes unintentionally and sometimes intentionally. And looking back on those moments where miscommunication happens or I've miscommunicated the thing that I have resigned myself to both acknowledging and and understanding is that in those moments what I am experiencing if I can articulate it here is an attack or me perceiving something the interaction or miscommunication as an attack on my identity myself who I am 
um, and when that happens, I get stuck on defending my ego. And in those moments, it's difficult for me to then pull apart what is being offered in the communication, what I'm understanding, and any processing of that information and new information that follows that interaction or that communication. (laughs) And I think about it, and one of the things I was reflecting on this morning is that my ego gets stuck on part of the whole what some might call missing the forest for the trees I believe that's how that saying goes because the analogy or the the image in my mind was Velcro and how if you have like a you know a pair of Velcro shoes or something else that's connected with two pieces of Velcro how Velcro over time gets that lint kind of trapped in it. And anyone who's had Velcro clothing or shoes for a long period of time knows that eventually you start to get that that fuzz in there and the Velcro gets harder to close and harder to close and harder to close. And I think about my ego being harder to, being it harder for me to acknowledge and accept the things or conflict that is that I find myself in not being attack on my not being an attack on my ego but me perceiving parts of the communication or parts of those interactions as an attack on my ego and that like velcro over time makes it harder and harder for that velcro to be effective or for that communication to be effective at least for me, that's how I'm rationalizing it right now. And so for me, having this reflection and being able to understand this outside of a conflict or outside of a miscommunication, it reminds me that I have to be that much more resilient and present in listening objectively through interpersonal dialogue and I would say more personally than you know academically or professionally well maybe it could all be together I don't I I, I have a different dynamic obviously professionally than I do personally and than I do academically or um, other types of interpersonal social interactions I may have and so I know that I struggle with this and it's easier to acknowledge it when I'm outside of a conflict or interaction or 
a difficult um, conversation, but I'm reminded that my ego is also a part of, in this definition, my identity. It is what I consider myself. And in that respect, it's, it's not a bad thing. But how I might both perceive information and how it might make me feel in relation to myself or my identity, that is what, at least for me, I find as the source of some of the most challenging interpersonal conflicts, um, miscommunication arguments that I've had. And so I just want to kind of put this here and say, as a reminder for myself certainly when I am in or perceive myself to be in a conflict and I'm communicating with another individual am I listening objectively and while my identity might be a part of the conversation is not necessarily an attack on me and my identity, myself. And yes, it's fair to certainly defend myself if I feel like it's an attack on my on, on myself, my identity. But responsibility in interpersonal interactions to be able to better assess and have my own personal checks and check-ins truly going back to what I continue to, to reflect on is what are the emotions that are brought up by the conflict and being able to separate out those emotions while acknowledging them and separating them out to then be able to reflect on and give them some meaning around the interaction or the dialogue, um, the communication. Most often people are sharing with you or interacting with you from their own identity, from their own sense of self. And I think it would just be weird to ask someone to have an interaction with you, an interpersonal interaction with you and not bring themselves to that interaction. 
So, ego. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs>